0: Warm, warm day here at Jeff in Motion. Warm day. Um. news to report um the podcast network's kind of in a lull we've got a couple potential new podcasts on uh the back burner but we agreed that we'd all listen to them and you know decide on them before we introduce any in and some of us are busier than others so Know, they're just kind of not, the process isn't happening to get them included in the network, and some existing podcasts are kind of falling behind to the point where we think that they, not so much leaving the network as just ending, um, it's kind of nebulous though, nothing's been told to us or decided or anything, so it's, it's a, it's a weird place, that the network's in right now, but whatever. We had a, a scare where we thought that we might have, because people who listen to the popular outcast regularly know that we record well in advance and we've got over a month of episodes recorded And there was a scare that we might have lost those episodes. Which would really suck, because I'm a pretty big fan of the five or so episodes we have in the bank. But that was just a scare. It turns out that we did not lose that data. So that's good news. I'm at a point in my diet, where it's really tough to stay motivated. I, To those of you who haven't been keeping up, and honestly I recommend listening to this show from the beginning and in order, because it'll make a hell of a lot more sense. But whatever. I'm not the president of you. And, um... But I originally, my weight goal was 150 pounds. But as I, you know, as I started losing weight and doing, you know... It basically just admitting to myself that that's unreasonable for my body type. Um, I would be too skinny. I would be unhealthily thin. At 150 pounds, so I bumped. uh, uh, So my my original goal was get to 150 pounds and then be happy between 150 and 160. So I bumped my weight loss goal up by 10 pounds or down, depending on how you look at it. And uh, I bumped it to 160. You know hit 160 then be happy between 160 and 170 and I've come within one pound of 160 pounds a couple times like my body just doesn't really want to weigh less than 165 and uh, it's tough because I like I've lost 40 pounds and that's respectable And sitting at like 161, 162, I, or even up at 165, I know that I did something impressive. I know that I basically hit my goal, but I haven't literally hit my goal. I want, and that's where I'm at. I don't want to call myself not on the diet anymore. Until I literally hit the number. One, six, zero. I want to weigh that number. I want to say that I set a goal. And I hit the goal. But. There's also the other part of me where it's just like. You you hit it enough. You're close enough. It's fine. It's fine. And I mean. Going off the diet only means that I'm not going to be... Because I'm going to uh, maintain a lot of what... uh, Basically what this diet was. Not uh, eating sugars and carbs and um, dairy. Except for one day, the cheat day. Um, But when I'm not, air quotes, on diet... I'll, you know, be less anal retentive about it. I also won't be counting my calories, or I, I'll still count my calories because it's just kind of, I've gotten in the groove of doing it, and it's nice to keep tabs on what you're eating. But... <sighs> yeah, I just, you know, basically my cal- my calorie limit per day will be higher and, like, I'll let myself have fruit, or honey in my tea, or things of that nature. Which is something I'm looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to saying, you know, I hit my goal, I lost the weight, and then I'll set a new goal, which will be to get my body fat, body percent body fat down, while maintaining weight, which will just involve continuing basically my exercise regime which is mostly cardio um, and including a little more strength training in that to build muscle but so I, it's tough to stay motivated it's like I can lose one and a half pounds or I can have like a plum and the cuz we were at the thing neither of these things are unhealthy like losing that 1.5 pounds is great you know awesome you hit your goal cool that is a healthy thing to do you set a goal you hit it but then having a piece of fruit what the fuck ever it's a piece of fruit so that's that's where i'm at i'm <laughs> Although there are things that uh, I'm grateful for. Like, when I was on this diet the last time, and I had hit, like, 170-ish pounds, uh, I made a commitment to medium shirts, because... High school, I was wearing extra-large shirts, which was too big for me, Um, but there was... Baggy was my safe haven. Um, I was a chubby kid, and I saw myself as a very chubby kid, even though I really wasn't that bad. But um, I was known as the fat friend of our friends. Even though I wasn't the heaviest of our friends, somehow I was the fat friend and that uh that that that's damaging on your psyche as it turns out when all your friends the, the people that like you when you don't have many people that like you actively refer to you as the chub, chubby and fat and uh yeah it turns out that's hurtful what do you know but we were all kids kids are dumb and uh so showing like any amount of sh- t- shirt tightness was completely rejected in my head. Um, like any clue as to what my body looked like under my clothes was not allowed. Um, then, as I got older, uh, I realized I looked like I was wearing my like an older sibling's hand-me-downs in ex- in extra large. So I bumped to large, and ah, um, oh, fuck. Traffic is at a standstill. That's no fun. And then I bumped to large shirts, and, you know, because they fit me a little better, they fit me better around the shoulders. Um, if a shirt is, like, loose around your shoulders, it's probably a bad <laughs> bad sign. Um, but large, they fit me around the shoulders nice, and uh, but they were still loose enough to not see my gut. And then... Um, I lost a lot of weight. I lost. I got down to uh, 155 pounds uh, shortly before my daughter was born. And I'd picked up some medium shirts then, but I was still mostly wearing large shirts at that point. But then when, uh. And then, you know, my daughter came into the picture. Lots of stress eating, I went back up, I gained, oh, I went back up to like 210 pounds, uh, it was no good, and um, then I ended up, I started, I decided I was going to lose weight again, and I'd hit like 170-ish, and I'd made a commitment to medium shirts, I was like, you know what, I'm starting to look okay in this, you know, when I tuck my gut in, I look pretty good. If I exhale, you know, you can you can see my stomach a little, but what the fuck ever, who cares? Awesome, you know, medium shirts. They really, um, they complement my broad shoulders and my barrel chest. Not so much my gut, but, you know, I'm working on that, I'm working on that. So I, I committed to medium shirts. And, um, we got rid of, we, like, donated a lot of my large shirts. And, yeah, awesome. And then, when I fell off the wagon with that diet and gained the weight back again, I had kind of regretted my commitment to medium shirts. But then... And, like, I would... I'd wear them here and there, but it was often with, like, a hoodie over it. Or a... uh, Or I got a lot of use out of the handful of large shirts that I held on to. Like, you know, T-shirts that I really liked. Or shirts that were brand new. So it'd be a shame to donate them or get rid of them. But now... I'll probably close to 2 years later my commitment to medium shirts is paying off because i the majority of my shirts are medium and i'm looking de- i'm looking pretty good in them um my gut like my gut is less fat and more just loose skin now which it it takes motherfucking ages for loose skin to go away so And there's not much, like, there there are two things you can do about loose skin. Hope and wait, and surgery. So, surgery is not in the budget right now, so hope and wait is where I'm at. (sighs) Oh, excuse me. But I'm kind of having another... Clothes related problem, which is when I was at the 170 mark, I was wearing size 34 pants. And um, back when I got, you know, chubby again, I went up to 36 and I was on the like tight end of 36. And then, you know, now that I've lost the weight, I was able to fit in all these pants again. Like I had a bunch of size 34 pants. Awesome. But then, I continue to lose weight and a good rule of thumb is for every 10 pounds you lose, you go down a pant size. Um, Or two inches for a guy. And so now, I've got like a 32, 33 waist and almost all of my pants are size 34. So, I mean, they look okay with a belt. But most of my pants are very loose. So, I mean, talk about first world problems kind of deal. Like, I was so successful at losing weight, I lost weight out of all of my pants that I was losing weight to try to fit in. So, I mean, that's a that humble brag. I, I get it. But I don't want to buy all new pants because that's expensive and these pants are perfectly fine. They're just a little loose And I need to wear a belt My life's so terrible Am I right guys? Am I right? Uh, let's see Talked about that Talked about that Not talking about that Until after my mom Okay Alright, we touched on this a little already. Um, high school. This can be a a high school episode, maybe. I don't know. For a little while, anyway. A friend of mine recently... Talked about how she missed her high school reunion because no one invited her. And, um... That's... It sucks. It's always nice to feel included. But, I mean... If you weren't included in high school, surprise, surprise, fucking prize, right? But I'm in a position where I... We haven't had a high school reunion, and I've been out of high school... Well, 2005 is when I graduated, so 2010 should have been my five-year. I heard nothing. And, um, like, I would not be fucking surprised if I wasn't invited to my high school reunion. But, to my knowledge, and to everyone within my grade, that I, within my graduating year that I remember to mention it to, none of them were invited either. And, um, so to my knowledge, we just, I the reunion just didn't happen. And, I mean, I don't know if with, like, the advent of Facebook... If high school... I mean, high school reunions were never necessary. But they they really aren't necessary anymore. Because, like, one of the main purposes of high school reunions was to keep in uh, contact... Or, like, to keep in contact with people you went to school with. You have that camaraderie with. And, like, now there's the internet. So anyone who I wanted to keep in contact with, I do boom, you know, done no need, no, no need for the traditional need of the reunion um and so but like, it still bones me out a little that I haven't even had a reunion to choose to be too, go- too cool to go to, you know because that's that's a secondary function of the high school reunion is to bring out bring back all that high school bullshit for a day <laughs> like to bring yourself back into oh my god i hated her oh my god that guy was a dick to me and like yes that sucks but there's something about it cuz like there's something like Oddly satisfying about the concept Um Well here's I The only reason I would go To a high school reunion Would be Completely petty Like Because I've changed Vastly Since I graduated So Like my only Logical motivation To go to a high school reunion Would be like I'm gonna go show all those people who hated me how different I am and how cool I think I am now. Like, it's it's completely petty, but I can't deny that that's kind of a legitimate emotion that I have. Um, I could choose to not act on it, because choosing not to act on weird emotions is everyone's right. Um... But I can't deny that that is a legitimate emotion I have. I'm kind of bummed out... Because I've lost my opportunity... To go show those kids I went to high school with... How much I've changed... And do it with a handful of my good friends... From high school. Because... Fuck the jocks, am I right? Am I right? But I mean, honestly... I'd probably hate it. I'd probably be there... Maybe an hour? And then be like, fuck this. I could hang out with the people I'm currently hanging out with... anytime. What the fuck ever. Peace. I'm out. But like, I don't know. I guess... I want the option to do it. I want the option to go... To my high school reunion... see that it's lame realize that I'm like this isn't for me and leave I want I want to be validated in that I'm too cool for this which again is petty like and honestly I think most of high school reunions like the reason to go is petty for me and for everyone because I mean really who isn't there at least partially to see who got fucked up you know to see who got fat to see who got like became coke addict skinny or I guess meth addict is the uh, analogy nowadays for some reason I have 80s analogies stuck in my head probably because that's when movies were being made about going to high school reunions Anyway And you, know, you want to see who, who got nice Who turned out to be like Oh wow that dickhead ended up being a decent human being You want to see who didn't change at all Who just got like a beer belly And still lives in the area And goes to the local beer, uh, bar every night Um, You want to, basically, you want to validate yourself by seeing who got fucked up and just play this game of, like, oh, man, they got fucked up. Or, oh, shit, they turned out pretty cool. And just this completely judging everyone that you completely judged in high school because that's the way kids are. Like, you want, you want, because, like, honestly, you got to admit to yourself, If you want to stay in contact with these people, you absolutely have the option to. And, like, I know that a lot of people use the uh, phenomenon of Facebook stalking to do this, but that's never been something I've been into. Like, I don't tend to take time out of my day to go look up somebody I hated in high school and see if they got fat on Facebook. I don't know. Like, I I recognize how therapeutic that is, and that's exactly the same thing I'm talking about just the validating yourself by looking at people you didn't like and seeing them seeing how fucked up they are that like there's just I don't know what it is what like deep like psychological high school related scars that we're all healing by doing this but the concept of a high school reunion is just one gigantic session of Facebook stalking everyone in your grade at once and um I've had it in my head almost since graduating the idea of somebody who actively hated me in high school coming up to me at a high school reunion and being like hey man how you doing I haven't seen you forever and me looking at them being a total asshole and being like What the fuck, man? You hated me in high school. You made my life a living hell. Fuck off. Like, that has been a fantasy in my head forever. And uh, the older I get, the more ashamed of I am of that fantasy. And the less likely I would be to actually carry it out. But I can't... Again, I can't deny to myself that there is that want there. There is that need. Um, Acting on it is seeming less and less like a healthy thing. The older I get But I the, the, the want The desire to do such a thing Is not going away I'm just recognizing that That's a dick move As I get older And um And maybe if like If there had been reunions If this opportunity had Was not taken away from me I wouldn't give a fuck And wouldn't even give it a second thought But it does come up a couple times a year, I'll see someone on Facebook like mention a reunion or something. Or it'll come up as a plot point or a conversation point somewhere and I'll just be like, Oh, you know what, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to be too cool for my reunion. So it's a little bit of a bummer. But and like I've heard tons of rumors as to why I don't have a reunion. Um I've heard that the student council, quote unquote, embezzled the money. Um I I've heard that we didn't fundraise enough to actually do one, which I completely believe because no one gave a fuck about fundraisers in my high school, especially in my grade. Um I've heard that the high school dipped into all of the classes' treasuries to build the new stadium, which seems like the most legitimate rumor, and while being a gigantic dick move, that completely is like, I know I've talked about it before, but Seals Grove is a football school, for football football, so, I get it, you know, it's stupid to me, but I get it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't happen. And, um, I don't know if this is known to a lot of people, but it's, uh, like, I've run into people that didn't know this fact, so I'm going to lay it out here. Um, the, like, it is the responsibility of the, your acting student council your senior year to organize and set up high school reunions. Like it's not something done by the school. They don't got time for that shit. It is the the responsibility of your acting student council your senior year to set up reunions. And Excuse me. And the reason I know this is because my dad was in his student uh, student council, and um, I only have one memory of them actually doing that. But I like I they he has to have set it up for multiple years when I lived in the house. But there was only one once that they did it when I was in a sweet spot where I actually committed it to memory. And, like, the entirety of the student council met at my mom and dad's house for what seemed like weeks. It honestly could have been days. And, like, this was pre-internet being a big thing. So, like, there wasn't a thing that was social networking. So, I remember them planning it, and they had like reams and reams of printed out paper with just lists and lists of student names. Well, I guess they would be. They wouldn't be students anymore, but you get it. Names, addresses, names and addresses. The email wasn't even a big enough factor for them to have collected that. Of all of the people that were in their graduating class, and they had to, like, hand stuff envelopes with invitations and, like, that's what they were doing. They were planning and then they were inviting and they had to mail all this shit out and, granted, setting up a high school reunion is fucking cake compared to that nowadays. Like, you can get together on Facebook, look everybody up, and send out a mass like Evite and what the fuck ever. Like, yeah, you'll miss some people, but who cares, like, it's massively easier to do that now, but still, it's a pain in the ass, like, you've actually got, you've got to, like, plan it, you've got to get a venue, you've got to decide, like, how much it's gonna cost to attend, you've got to, like, Well, if you're a decent human being, you've got to make an attempt to reach people that aren't on, like, Facebook. You've got to get out there and actually do some work. Not nearly as much work as you did pre-internet, but, like, it makes me very glad that I was in no way popular enough to get on the student council because, fuck that, that's an eternal, like, Sentence. Like, that's an internal prison sentence. Once every... Well, first, five years later, then, every ten years after the year you graduated, you are responsible for gathering everyone in your grade together. Fuck that. I don't want that responsibility. That sucks. Like, thank God I wasn't popular enough for that bullshit. And, like... Here's the thing... I know a couple people... That are decent human beings... That I am... Friends with on Facebook... That were in my student council... And it would be... Literally... A couple seconds out of my time... To message them and be like... Hey! Why do we never have a five year reunion? And... But that's the thing... Like I'm curious... I'm actually very curious But I don't actually truly care enough Nor do I want to look like I care Because whether or not I give a fuck Looking like I give a fuck Would be the worst to me Because high school sucked a lot So, I mean, there's that I don't fucking know I got no clue and um, and honestly, I guess I just want to say that I was able to decide I was too cool for the reunion. Because I'm just... But there, there is a burning curiosity, a petty, stupid, burning curiosity as to, you know, who, uh, who changed a lot I know I did. Um, there will be people that don't even kind of recognize me. And there will be people who are asking who I'm here with. I guarantee it. And like maybe I don't call out the jock for being a dickhead. But I don't know. There's just... There's something I just... There's a, 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 a deep petty desire... That it's not a it's not a big desire it's something that I could live without never itching It's a it's an itch that I could easily live without never scratching but it's there like I can't deny that that curiosity is there. I don't know man I don't know so that nearly took up the entire episode. <laughs> See if there's any shorties on my little uh pack of notes here. Oh, here's another one. Um, this, this is uh, all... Well, we'll de- we did weight loss. That's really self-centered. We did I want to see that I'm better than people at my high school eating. That's really self-centered. So we'll go with a, a, a trifecta, a trilogy of self-centered topics today. Um, I had a thought the other day. And it's something that I, I battle with. Um, I'm getting self-confident. I've talked about that like, I'm getting self-confident despite myself because, like, I've had a long history of hating myself and, like, I stopped hating who I was, uh, who, my personality as I became more self-actualized and self-realized. Now I've stopped hating, I've stopped hating my body. The only thing I have left to hate is the fact that I start, I like myself, you know, like, so now I'm afraid that I'm kind of a self-centered douchebag. So I've still got that. I've still got that to hate. Hey, you know, hate is a really strong word, whatever. I I'm prone to hyperbole, yada 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 yada. Um disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Um but uh, like I've I've talked about the fact that like I don't understand why people listen to this show. And here's a, here's a big secret, guys. I know why people listen to this show. I just am terrified to admit it to myself. I am exactly positive why people listen to this show, but if I admit it, I'm admitting something very positive about myself, and I will feel self-centered and douchebaggy. Are you ready for the big reveal? (laughs) I'm interesting. I know that. That is a fact. I wouldn't be where I am right now if I wasn't interesting. And by where I am I mean co-producer of a marginal podcast network that gets thousands of downloads in a month, like, between all of our podcasts, we hit thousands, plural, of downloads from hitting our server. Like, that's a fact. And, guess what? It's because I am interesting, and my co-hosts, and our shows, we're interesting. And it's tough to admit that to myself because that's, like, how fucking douchebaggy does that sound? And, I mean... I know that I'm not coming from a douchebaggy place and like the fact that I worry about being perceived as a douchebag kind of negates the probability that I am one because that's that's something that I have theorized that if you are aware of the danger of being a douchebag you probably aren't one because douchebags don't worry what other people think about them. Generally, maybe they do. I mean, people are human beings. I am, like, generalizing here. But fuck them, whatever. They're douchebags, right? Am I right? Oh, my throat. Getting too passionate, guys. So, like, that is, like... That's one of my big, big fears is being perceived as someone who's full of themselves, but like, I am a little, because I record two podcasts a week that is just me talking to a perceived audience, and I mean, I don't, I don't get it, I don't get, I don't think I would listen to a show like this. And maybe... Maybe it's because I don't... I'm not empathetic enough. I don't know. Although, that's a total lie. I would probably listen to a show like this if, like, Mike or Bill did it. Or... And, I mean, I listen to uh, Me and My Depression, which is a s- show along a similar vein, which is Nick Rehack just talking to himself. So, like... I guess that's a total lie. I would listen to a show like this. But... And that's the thing. That's the 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 me, the my like active brain, my brain that exists day to day, and has an inner monologue fighting with the part of my brain that just knows facts. And the fact is, I'm interesting. The fact is, I would listen to a show like this. And I mean, th- the fact is, I do listen to this show. Granted, that is more for quality control than listening, uh, hearing my own self, but it's, it's, uh, because, I mean, I instantly forget every, almost everything I've talked about right after recording this episode, so, I, or recording an episode, so it actually kind of helps me process my thoughts to re-listen to these, but it's, it's not because I'm, I know that I'm not listening to my own show because how cool am I? But that's like, and that's the thing. I've got evidence to the fact that I'm interesting and worth listening to. And that is, I get, I get downloads. I and I, I mean, granted, I don't get as many downloads as I used to. And as Mike Bennett says, it's not about the numbers, man. It's about the art, man. Well, damn Mike Bennett. But I mean, I, it's tough to not look at the numbers, because one, I I come from a numbers field design, which is involved a lot with marketing and advertising, which is a lot about tracking views, listens downloads um clicks, things like that, it's all about like behind every advertisement is a fuckload of statistical analysis, to see You know, oh, well, that ad didn't work because of, like, these factors. What can I tweak? What can I change to better reach the audience I'm trying to get? Like, that is shit I think about on frequently. I can't say daily basis. But, like, that is shit that I was taught to think about. That is shit that if I want to be good at my job, I think about numbers. I think about, you know, well, shit. I am not getting as many downloads in Jeff in Motion as I did six months ago or three months ago. What is wrong? What has changed? What hasn't changed that needs to? That is the way my brain works. So, but I can't, I like, I let myself get bummed out about that. I can't do that. That's not healthy. That's not productive. It's one of those like, What can I do to change it? And honestly, I don't know. I'm not not honestly sure what I can do to change it. Or if I want to put the effort into doing what I can to change it. Like, I could get a better audio recording uh, device. I could not record this in my car, uh, so I wouldn't have car noises. I could, like, plan out topics and not, you know, not be so scatterbrained. I could... Um, avoid pissing and moaning about things and just bitching about meh, meh, meh. I'm so frustrated about this part of my life. Like, there are things that I could do, but I don't know, because I get very little feedback. I get feedback from, if something's particularly powerful, I get feedback back from my friends, and I also get feedback from one awesome guy in Australia. Love you, Liam. Liam? Probably, Liam. He's awesome. But, like, other than that, I, I hear dick about this show, basically. So, I, although, although, I did get some cow based feedback, um, and my first real criticism of this show, which was, a listener said to me, not to my face, but via a digital messaging system, I think you loved cow more than your daughter did. I'm getting kind of sick of hearing about it. And my first thought was, well, "Fuck you," but then I was like, "Well, I mean, you might be right." And granted, I got kind of weird on the cow episodes. And you know, when, you know, I am a weird motherfucker. And just when I go on, like, to- like I turn off the filter and just talk. For forty-five minutes, I go weird places, and I can't promise that. I, I can't promise I'm entertaining, but I'm all—I'm fairly interesting. That I can—that I can. I'm not going to promise that to you. I'm not going to promise to you. I'm interesting. That is a safe bet to make. Ooh, Mifflinburg Oktoberfest. Hmm. So. Numbers, numbers. So, like, I don't get why, like, I don't get why people listen, but I totally get why people listen. And I don't know why my numbers have dwindled. And I can't not care, Michael Bennett, which he probably won't listen to this. He's too busy to listen to things anymore. But, you know, whatever. Such is life. You get busy. I get it. I've just been fortunate enough that my busyness has involved being able to continue to listen to podcasts and record them because I'm never not doing four things at once except for sleeping that's probably one of the very very few times I'm doing one thing which is sleeping but that's why I only sleep four or five hours a night because that's not productive anyway Uh, brain, oh, I'm trying to justify my semi obsession over the numbers in this show. Like, I go like I know that my numbers have dwindled, but I still get in a week between 1670 downloads of an episode, which is not it's not impressive for a podcast at all. Um, and I mean, even. Even our biggest podcast, Girls on Girls, um, they get about 500 downloads per... Or, well, five, 500 to 1,000 downloads in a week. That's like... I mean, because the, the fucking pilot... The, the original podcast, Popular Outcast, hit maybe two to 300 downloads in a, in a week and then maybe four to 500 in a month. And that's not impressive. That, I mean, even, but like girls on girls, a thousand dollars for a podcast that that's that's good, for especially for as young as they are in the podcast world. But it's not. It's not fucking. It's not Nerdist numbers. It's not Mark Maron numbers. It's nowhere near. I'm famous because I have a podcast. Numbers, not even kind of close. It's impressive for a bunch of bunch of nobodies from Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania but it's not really it's not holy shit what's happening to my life numbers. So like I'm not even close to the podcasts in our network that isn't even close that aren't even close to being super like being professional professional podcasts but I can't deny that I'd have trouble naming the names of 70 people to you. Like, if... And, like, I don't know why I draw this analogy, but I I frequently do in my head. A cult of 20 people is pretty big. A cult of 70 people is kind of scary. So, like, there's that, you know? if I were able to unite all 70 of these people in Jeffism, like, people would get concerned. So it's not a small amount of people, and it's not an amount of people that I should disrespect by being bummed out that only they download it. So that's kind of the mindset I'm coming at it now. Um, yes, our f- fuck you, Mike Bennett, numbers are something that is valid to pay attention to, but I shouldn't let myself get bummed out when numbers dwindle, I need to do what I do, what I would do in my job, which is why. Why are they dwindling? What can I change? What can I tweak to better serve a wider audience? That's that's what I need to look at numbers for. Um, so, yeah. Fuck you, my Oh, my throat really hurts guys mm. thank god I'm close to my house mm. 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 I uh won't there won't be an episode of Jeff in Motion on Monday because it's labor day so I won't be driving to work so yeah boom 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 there's that Um, You will get your first episode of Jeff in Motion next week on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Why is traffic stopped like uh, a quarter mile from my house? What the fuck? Alright. Talked about weight loss and oh how sad it is my pants don't fit because I lost too much weight. Boo hoo boo hoo. Um, I talked about high school re- reunion. Oh how sad it is that I can't go to my high school reunion and judge people. Boo-hoo boo hoo. Um I talked about I know I'm interesting and I'm allowed to obsess over numbers. Don't judge me, Mike Bennett. Boo-hoo boo-hoo. Um no, don't want to talk about sex. I don't have time for that. Um Ba-doom, doom I'll get there. Don't want to talk about the government. Don't have time for that. Well, I'll just read you my list. Movie theater, Best Buy, government, treading water, people older than me acting younger than me, the sex sexisode, and I'm, quote, daily show informed. Those are the things on my list. So those are topics that you may or not may or may not be able to hear in the future if I ever decide I want to talk about them. Um, Have a good long weekend. If you're from the States and have Labor Day, um, is Labor Day in other countries? Uh, Liam, get get on that for me. Uh, Does Labor Day exist in Australia? Um, Yeah, peace out. Have a good weekend.